Greetings and welcome to the Franz Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom, and today we'll be talking about step three. And this is a huge leap, in my opinion. From step two to step three is a huge leap because the addendum to step three involves room impregnation, biomagnetism, and extending one's energetic field and it's it's kind of like okay how are how are we all of it how did we get here so fast you know that that's how it felt to me when I was going through it um you know I've also had a background in other spirituality uh systems before starting Barton's work as I mentioned in my uh episode about clarification of my own abilities So anyways, let's just get through it. Step three, you know, first starts out with Solomon's Temple, and that's knowledge, courage, volition, and silence. And to be quite frank with you, I I was silent uh, for a long time uh, when I was working through Barton's system, and now I'm kind of sharing my own experience And there's still a little bit of an inner conflict about that. Like, should I have just kept it all in silence and never gone on YouTube and uh, a podcast? But anyways, what's done is done too late. So I am here to help you. And I would say with the pillars of Solomon's Temple, the most important is volition. And sometimes it can be the hardest to get. That's the fire element, it's willpower, it's, you know, if you're right-handed, it's the right side of your body is where you would experience it, and that's building up that volition to be persistent, to have a strong will and sense of internal power, and be able to uh, get, not only get through the steps, but be able to handle the mishaps that happen during the process and be able to extend uh, one's own electromagnetic field very, very strongly to the point of really knocking over people, which I have done. I don't don't like doing it. There's nobody I really want to knock over. It's on, that's only happened for me accidentally, secondarily, when I was highly charged. But anyways, with these pillars of Solomon's Temple, I do believe they're all important. Knowledge is a little easier to acquire because one can always read other books or read Barden's system. I would encourage people working through initiation into hermetics not to mix a whole lot of other systems with it. You know, if you mix one other, I think that's enough. Or if you want to put off starting with Barden and basically just do work in other systems first, uh, that can't be half bad. But I think where a lot of people run behind on the Barden work is not developing a strong accumulation of vital energy. And that's talked about in this step. And that's going to be important. In in fact, I'd say that's 
one of the most important things. And also, you know, I say soul and physical comes first, and I repeat that, but it bears repeating. And if I just had to choose one, I would choose the soul schooling um, as as the most important. So with Solomon's Temple, knowledge is easier to acquire. One can always read with courage. I think that's probably the second most important of these. That can be hard, especially if you get stuck in different parts of initiation into hermetics, having the courage to continue, and then volition, having the persistence, the tenacity, the patience too, you know, with yourself and with getting through this. And then, of course, the silence, you know, which I do think it's good not to tell uh, everybody in your life or really even other people. Um, you know, I kind of share on on here, but I certainly don't share uh, a whole lot of this with other people in my life. And very, very even limited um, what I share with most of those around me. So this is really the only place I'm sharing this in YouTube. And I kind of feel comfortable with that because I kind of get a slight removal from being overly exposed, which is the point. You don't want to overly expose yourself to interference from others. You want to guard yourself and guard your magical practice. So anyways, those are my thoughts on the pillars of Solomon's temple. With the spirit schooling, now we're moving a little more than in step two and concentrating on multiple senses at the same time. Uh, For me, visual and sentience came very, very easy to me. Um, Those two uh, grooves, I'll call them, uh, came easier to me, you know, visualizing and feeling, you know, different places and different objects. Um, Hearing was a little slow, I would get my signals crossed when it came to concentration on hearing and I would start kind of having my own mind interfere a little bit and then sometimes outside things would kind of come in as if I was getting messages from others and so there was a, you know, it was progress but there was a whole lot of distilling involved in just basically, okay, let's only hear, you know, what I'm choosing to hear. Um, And that was how it kind of worked out for me. And I had to be a little patient with myself getting through that. Uh, Another thing I'm definitely comfortable saying is that during this step, uh, one of the examples of places in regions that you imagine uh, is a village, Barden says. And, he, you know, he's in Europe where, you know, that those kinds of old-time villages were still around. I, I think most of them are still around today. And I would end up visualizing, like, Prague in the 1500s, 1600s, 
And I would end up visualizing it very, very, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, very strongly, uh, basically. And I would actually slip into the astral plane. And then sometimes the village would change and I would be hearing from my spirit guides. I would be in a new landscape. And I would still be sitting in my asana uh, in my chair. And that's what would basically happen, which is not a bad problem to have, by the way. You're kind of getting ahead in the steps, but getting ahead in a good way. You know, if you have elemental balance and connection to the akasha, um, you're certainly prone to going into the astral plane a bit and the key is just don't get scared or or overwhelmed with the wow factor just kind of take it as it comes in a balanced way and one can travel but none of that could be your experience i mean it is my experience everybody comes to these exercises from a different place with their own subjective filter uh, but I do still feel like the spirit schooling in this step could be uh, a little a little difficult. And one could uh, still be struggling with the spirit schooling. My suggestion is go on to the soul schooling. Because the soul schooling in step three, I feel, is key. So key that I almost wish he put something in the theoretical part of the book to go ahead and do this. Because this kind of seems like this is so important, inhaling the elements and breathing in and out the elements, that it can help with all of the first three steps. And it can get you to a point of being able to do room impregnation and biomagnetism. Get the get charged up with the elements, especially the elements that you lack. Do the elements individually, accumulate them in your body. And I would say do this, you know, multiple times a day if you have a lifestyle that would allow for it. Get those elements charged up in your body. Um, breathing them in and out, get an experience of being able to get in a sphere and imagine that the elements are extending into all infinity one by one and get in touch with that inside your, um, you know, spirit, body, and soul. And that's going to be a big help. And so, this is partly where I feel a huge leap was made because we were working on our astral mirror in the first two steps, which is important. You know, as I've said before, the soul is the psyche. So the psychological is basically your kind of integration point and your kind of touchstone and foundation to doing all this work. That's why I have so many previous episodes on psychology. It basically comes before, if you can, before really starting this work of initiation into hermetics. 
And so we're, we're charging up with the elements, and this may take time. It may take time to do this all schooling in this chapter enough to where you're charged up. And the physical schooling in this chapter is definitely key to, to charge up. The conscious poor breathing, continuing that throughout the whole body and getting in your kind of right groove with the conscious poor breathing as your way to meditate. And again, I offer, you know, as, an, as a companion to the steps, the Zen Buddhist meditation of counting one's breath, continuing that, especially if you're getting stuck, because that will increase the will, that will increase volition, and it will also clear the mind, and it will make the elements basically kind of fit together because you have a container for it. So a regular meditation practice is always encouraged um, in addition to the steps uh, here. I got conscious poor breathing pretty easily. I had kind of even done it before starting the work, um, just kind of organically, not necessarily having anybody tell me um, that, but but I, I would always have a little bit of problem with my legs, so I would be breathing into the legs a whole lot which is the earth element, and that is the foundation, basically, right there. And then your conscious poor breathing extends to different parts of the body. And Barden, you know, also mentions organs. I'd say the key with this, and, you know, I may be mixing steps here a little bit, but the key with, you know, breathing into different organs is, you know, the suggestion is to avoid the heart and the head. And I concur with that suggestion, avoid the heart and the head. Those are so sensitive that it could cause an imbalance that would lead to a lot of anxiety. So I, I would hold off on that. And also with the individual organs, I would say that it's not really necessary to study anatomy or acupuncture. It kind of reminds me of acupuncture when he's talking about the individual organs. You could actually just simply, um, I, I guess, breathe into different regions of the body, you know, like perhaps like the right side of your stomach, you know, and back in that area, or your torso or your legs, you know, in their entirety. Because we're first breathing into the entire body, so you could start off with bigger chunks to breathe into because the bigger chunks are going to come a little easier, so you could do the right leg, the left leg, the right arm, the left arm, and then the torso as maybe just a whole and, you know, hold off on the head. And basically, um, you know, you've got to be able to make the shift. And I'm not sure how hard it is for other people. It came pretty easily to me, but to make the shift, 
from just breathing through your nose or mouth or through your lungs into breathing from body parts, breathing in and out from body parts into your whole, into your pores, you know, or even a hole. You can actually just imagine holes in the skin that you're breathing into. Like there's just these big holes. You could actually imagine that there are lungs and imagine lungs in every part of your body and just breathe in through the lungs that are now in the entire body. And that could work. And then we get into the addendum. And Barden talks about room impregnation and biomagnetism. And at that point, I say, wow, how did we get here so quick? You know, because when we're beginning to extend our energetic field. Now, room impregnation can really be done for the from the beginning. It, it's part of, it kind of goes in my, in my own process, it kind of went with auto-suggestion, with the impregnation of water, with the conscious intake of nourishment and impregnating the food. And if you've done that thoroughly and been able to get in a groove with that, and and I like the word groove because you are just kind of finding different grooves in your being with this work. And, you know, you've got the spirit, the soul, and the physical, and then you've got the elements, and you're finding the groove with it all. And being able to separate them, being able to get the magical equilibrium as a whole. And if you get the magical equilibrium with the elements, I think the room impregnation will come a lot easier. And the biomagnetism in what he talks of healing others, well, you know, I would be careful with that. You know, you could mix your energy with another person and you could be unprepared to handle it at this point. But the point is you can do, you know, distance healing. You can do almost transmissions. And to to be honest, the tradition of just prayer in different um, world religions is this. I mean, praying for someone is a way of distance healing, you know, praying for someone. So if you feel like you're kind of at a loss for distance healing, you could always just pray and be very conscious about your prayers for that other person and get in touch with the Akasha and God and pray for another person. And that can really, I mean, that's going to be an energetic um, movement from you to the other person. It's going to work. And depending on what religious system you're comfortable with, you could use the tradition of prayer. And I was at a monastery and it was a Benedictine monastery, it was Christian, and, you know, prayers are extremely effective of emanating energy. I mean, the entire monastery was just filled with God, or divine providence, or the Akasha, whatever you want to call it with, 
and it was working on me from the top down, even when I wasn't consciously doing anything, just being in that location, you know, began to work on me. And basically that's room impregnation. Every room of the monastery was impregnated. And now they weren't, you know, I mean, maybe some of the folks at the monastery had some interest in the esoteric and the occult, but in general, their practice was more true to um, the contemplative Christian tradition. Um, so, uh, but, but lo and behold, you know, every inch of that monastery was impregnated and I would, I, I'd be there for a long enough time and I wouldn't feel it. But then when I left it for a while, like if I took a weekend off, uh, which I occasionally would do and then came back. I would basically uh, feel it all over again. And I'd feel like, wow, there's not this power in the world, you know, like the places I went to. But I come back here and all of a sudden it's working on me again. So don't dismiss the value of prayers in impregnating rooms if you're comfortable with that. If you want to just do it consciously, you know, similar to how you've been impregnating water, then do that. You know, you can do it that way too. But there is divine help with this. There is help. You know, the Akasha is going to help. I feel like Barden on the other side will help. There, there will be divine intervention if you ask for it. You know, some people would challenge that claim, but I certainly don't, you know, it's been my experience that I got help from the beyond, from those highest principles of Akasha God, divine providence. So that those are my thoughts on step three. I think it's easy to get hung up on. One may need a long time with this step. And in fact, the first three steps in general, it feels like a lot of people get stuck somewhere in the first three steps. And um, I may even do, I don't, you know, I haven't really decided yet, but I may do a podcast just on more commentary of steps one, two, and three. And feel free to write me with questions or comments. It's good to hear from listeners who are basically, um, you know, following the podcast or the YouTube videos, my email is thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com. I'll also put it in the show notes under the episode. Um, And you can write me if you're interested in coaching, but you can also write me if you have some questions or comments. And I would welcome those. It helps me know where different people are getting stuck at. I also get that from talking to my clients, and it seems like steps one, two, and three can basically be it, and sometimes it's even step one, and so, um, you know, but but re-listen to steps one, two, and three on the podcast, 
and basically get it again. Um, because I've said a lot and I do repeat things, but I repeat things because I think they're important. So hope this episode helped some of you. Many blessings to all, many prayers outgoing for all the listeners. And I wish you all the best in your work on the Bardonian system.